0: on the Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by Sound Communications. Sound systems for your football field, baseball field, arena, gymnasium, any level. They've worked with Power 5, G5, junior college, high schools, and uh, video walls. Uh, Law firms, any kind of technology company, CPA firms, Video walls, sound systems powered by sound and communication, soundcomav.com. We welcome in our friend Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. Mike D joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Okay, Mike, if they go after a unicorn and and the unicorns say no at Texas A&M, like Urban Meyer and Chris Peterson and so on, uh, who do you think, and Dan Lanning, I think, emphatically took himself um, off the table. He likes being at Oregon. Phil Knight's worth $44 billion. Uh, who do you think could be in the top two or three for Ross Bjork?
1: I think certainly Elko at, uh, at Duke uh, because he has the ties there. Uh, he was at A&M as uh, Jimbo's defensive coordinator um, and uh, Monda Standing, that he was in very good standing with um, a number of the uh, high-ranking financial people there. So I, I would think he would be on top of the list, um, very high at this stage. But I, I do know from just being involved in certain uh, searches that a lot of times it's the person – you may not be thinking about, and money is not going to be an object here at all. Uh, they they have an unlimited amount of money that they can go after a coach. So I think just off the surface, um, Elko from Duke would be real high on the list, But I wouldn't necessarily scratch other people off. And don't take what coaches say to the media at face value. (laughs) Uh, I hate to break it to everybody, but coaches do lie. Okay? And they sometimes don't tell you the full truth about certain things. But uh, I think this search will be very quick, very fast, fast and they'll have somebody in place um, for at the end of the year.
0: Okay, let me throw out a couple of names. Um, Mike Norvell,
1: Jeff Brom. I'd be be surprised with Norvell if he would leave Florida State to go to A&M.
0: Okay, Jeff Brom at Louisville, Lane Kiffin.
1: I'd be a little bit surprised with Lane. It's not where I think eventually he will end up. Um, Jeff Brom is an interesting name. Um, and um, because of his background, because of his success, I think certainly there are, it's, it's going to have to be a connect the dots with somebody there. And just remember years ago, The connect the dots with Jimbo really was uh, Scott Woodward, who was at A&M at that time, and the money people bought into it to bring in uh, Jimbo. Uh, At this moment, I think what you're seeing in college football more and more is that schools are not being run by necessarily the president, heads of department, athletic directors. They're being run by financial people who are willing to give up a lot of their money, and in exchange, I have a say on what goes on. And at A&M, it's, um, I think, obvious who's running the show there. The people with really deep pockets that are willing to spend whatever it takes to bring in who they think is the best candidate. Hmm. So
0: you like elk outside of Elko. Who would you, what are the names who would be right behind him?
1: Well, I, I would get that call to urban Marr. I, I want him to tell me, no, it's uh, Scott Woodward has said this numerous times. Uh, I remember Sam Jankovic, who was at Miami, uh, had a similar type comment of that, I want him to tell me no. Okay, if you think that they're the best candidate, uh, tell me no. And, you know, Scott has always brought up about sometimes the obvious names are the people that tell you no quickly. It's sometimes the the guy out of the blue. Brian Kelly here at LSU was not an obvious name. Look how many people's names were brought up, and it was not Brian in the conversation. Early on at LSU, it was not. It was Jimbo. It was Mel Tucker, who was the Uh, I think the choice of the president of LSU at that time. I think he he was he was the president's choice. Uh, We heard Lincoln Riley, um, you know. So you know Matt Rule, and then all of a sudden at the end, who comes rolling in? Brian Kelly. Yeah. And so ten million dollars a year gets your attention. No doubt. It, It does get your attention. Coaching in the SEC, Um, A&M, because of the tremendous amount of financial resources they have and the ability to use that not only to get a coach but uh, involved with players at NIL deals, transfer deals, uh, it's going to attract a major league type individual that we are not speaking of today. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you, uh, money, people can say, oh, well, money don't change my life. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, I'm just telling you, finances is a big part of this game today in college sports. Sure. And it attracts people that you would not think would even take a second look at that job. Uh. But there's, there's always a connection, and I go back to Woodward sort of was running the show at a and when they hired Jimbo, and his connection, because he was at LSU at the time Jimbo Fisher was an assistant coach there, uh, kind of how all this sort of lays down, but the financial people there at A&M will have the final say. Uh, It it doesn't matter what people who's the AD or the president says. We all know that we live in a different world of college sports. You can like it or not like it, but it is reality. Sure. That people that's going to give tens of millions of dollars uh, are just not going to give it away and say, well, oh, you know, you don't have to worry about me getting involved with it. No, they always involved with it. Right. Cause if you have that type of money, you're involved in businesses where you have the final say, right. and guess what? They're going to have the final say on who's the head coach at A&M.
0: Okay. So, and it's probably going to cost total like 150 million. Once they buy everybody out, support staff, bring in a new coach at, Around ten million a year, with the new support staff. I mean, it's it's, I, and and I know they've got it, but it's it's a chunk.
1: It is a big chunk, but uh, I've talked to some people who, um, let's just say they, they are a connected dot. that told me that it didn't matter to them if it was two hundred and fifty or three hundred million. If it's the right guy, that's what they'll spend to bring him in.
0: Okay, Mike Detillier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Um, LSU, Florida. Let, let's go there first. Jaden Daniels. Uh, for whatever reason, Heisman voters don't like to vote somebody in unless they're like a one-loss team or undefeated. Uh, but Jaden has been unbelievable uh, this year. Uh, what was your reaction to his performance Saturday night against Florida?
1: Well, I'm old enough. Uh, I saw Bert Jones at LSU. Um, I watched uh, Tom Hudson, who actually grew up maybe a half mile from my home, um, play at LSU, and Jamarcus Russell was tremendous at LSU. Uh, Joe Burrow was just fantastic in 2019. That game against Florida, I've never seen a quarterback play a better game in Tiger Stadium. Yeah, I mean, I think it was singularly the best performance I've ever seen in Tiger Stadium, uh, which Jaden Daniels did in that game. Uh, you know, But he's been like that all season long. He's put up almost Madden-type numbers uh, just about every week. And he's carried this team on his back because uh, their defense is so damn bad. Uh, so um, he deserves to be in New York. I think he's the best player in college football. And he deserves to be the Heisman Trophy winner. There have been precedents where a team, a, a player with, on a team that's had multiple losses and won it. We saw our G3 do it at Baylor. Uh, we saw Lamar Jackson at Louisville do it, and so there has been some precedent of that. Uh, I've watched Bo Nix play at Oregon and Michael Penix Jr. play at Washington. Uh, two very good players in college football. No, I'm not. That's not even a debate. Best player in college football is Jaden Daniels at LSU. Bottom line.
0: Okay. Well. Uh and you know, they could Mike, they could lose. I mean, look, A and M's got an interim coach. That's usually a disaster. But they could still I mean A and M's still got players. They could that'd be devastating. Bottom line, that'd
1: be devastating if LSU lost that game, right? I agree. I agree. You you should take care of business. There's a lot of dislike between one another yeah. there. That goes back a few years. Uh, between the two schools, and, okay, LSU plays Georgia State this weekend. Uh, I I don't know how long Jaden Daniels is going to play in that game. I would suspect, you know, he's not going to be playing in the fourth quarter. (laughs) Put it to you that way. So uh, I think that final game will have a lot to say with him. But all season long, it has not mattered who he's played. Other than the opener against Florida State, which he played very well, he had he had six drop passes in that game. Uh, so he has really been at an unbelievable pace, and what he's done this year. Bo, um, Bobby and I were been do, doing the show last night. Uh, I told him, you know, when Joe Burrow left that field for the final time. Uh, I told people, I I don't know in my lifetime if I'll see anybody that could match the performance of what that offense and Burrow did. In just a blink of an eye, I saw it with Jaden Daniels. Mm. It, you know, I, and I sort of wondered a little bit uh, because this university has not Throughout the years, really produced a lot of big time quarterbacks. It really hasn't. Uh, and, you know, we're point. talking about Burt Bert and Tom and Jamarcus. That, that's, a, that's a lot of stretch in that time frame. That's right. Uh, but there's not much time between Burrow and Jaden Daniels. Right. And so, man, you watching something special here with this young man. Both transfer for a uh, portal people. And so that's the, the world of college football today. It didn't work out for Jayden at Arizona state. And he comes here. And last year that was sort of a rocky road for him. He flashed it as a passer this year. Um, he's been able to piece it together as both a runner and a passer does anybody throw a deeper ball better than him? No. You watch him throw a football deep downfield. That's been the big difference from a year ago. Last year, I don't know if the situation was he didn't quite trust himself in throwing the deep ball or trust his receivers. He's got great trust in him now. Boy, he's got a tandem. And Brian Thomas Jr. and Malik Neighbors, that, you know, I was here or Jefferson and Jamar, and you look at what these two guys are putting up numbers-wise, it's amazing. Uh, It's like mirror image, despite the fact Joe Burrow and Jaden Daniels are two different type players out on the field. But the numbers are just staggering uh, what Daniels has been able to do this year. Um, So the only thing is, Joel had a better defense around it. Yes, he did. <laughs> Man, this defense here. LSU and Dave
0: Aranda is absolutely terrible. Excellent as a defensive coordinator, too. Um, he may not get it done at Baylor as a head coach, but that dude can flat out um, run a defense. He is Mike Detilier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Mike D, always weighing in. On LSU Saints, but national stuff too. Mike, uh, one of our listeners picked up earlier that you said I don't think that's where Lane ends up. So if you, and it, it, it could be three years from now. What? Where do you see Lane ascending to? At some point, possibly.
1: My thought has always been that it's going to be one of two things with Lane: either return to the NFL. Uh, Because that didn't work out too well uh, the first time with the Raiders. And I get it. man. It was a disaster there. And you were dealing with a genius that had gotten older in Al Davis. You you were having to put up with him. And and that sometimes, um, and I wouldn't say that about a lot of people, that they were genius-like, but I think Al was. But as he as he got older, um, he wasn't quite as sharp as he was certainly younger in his life. Uh, a return to the NFL, I think, is certainly something for an owner with a lot of money. Possible. The other part is when Nick Saban leaves Alabama. You gotta, you better be able to find someone that's not going to be meek to walk into that place and fill those moccasins. Wooden Lane feel like he's the guy. And his success at Ole Miss tells it all. Uh, It's incredible.
0: He's had a great run.
1: how, How good he's been at Ole Miss. And so if I'm Alabama... And over the next couple of years that who knows with Nick. I, I don't think Nick's gonna have this that much longer. Uh, I I could see him coach another couple of years, but let's say he coaches two more years at Alabama or another year at Alabama, or whatever. Uh you're gonna have to bring in someone who really sort of fights everything outside the perimeter of the reality of taking over for the greatest college football coach ever and feels as though they're that good. I think Lane would fit that pill because you you better bring in somebody whose ego is pretty healthy (laughs) and has a track record of winning. True. Because, man, that is a lot of pressure put on you. Tremendous uh, to fill in those moccasins uh, of saving. And so uh, I think it'll be one of two things. Either an NFL team will come a-calling or when Nick walks, Alabama will come a-calling. I I think he really wanted the LSU job. I think Scott, uh, he sort of didn't fit what Scott was looking for. Uh, as a coach, I think Scott wanted a little older coach. Um, and so I, but to me, if we're talking about it today, um, I think an NFL team or Alabama, a Phelan Kiffin somewhere down the road. Right. Okay. Sure. Uh, and, and who knows when that, that time frame comes, you never know when that doorbell gets rung for you and timing is everything in life.
0: You're right about that. It is all about timing. Mike Dettelier, WWL radio TV, New Orleans on the farm bureau insurance guest line. All right, Mike D we appreciate it. Thanks man.
1: Thanks so much. Appreciate it.
0: At Mike Dettelier on Twitter and a little bit of LSU and Jaden Daniels. He believes he's the best player in the country. Um, Impressive what Jaden Daniels has been able to do transferring from Arizona State to LSU and Bo Nix from Auburn to Oregon. LSU's record with transfers? I mean, Paul Skeens, Joe Burrow, Jaden Daniels, wow. even their women's basketball national champion, Angel Reese. True. I mean, LSU might be the king of transfers. You just made a great point. Joe Burrow, Paul Skeens, and the LSU women's hoops team. Wow, and Jane Daniels, and Jane Daniels. I mean, although I mean, they, you know, they could finish nine and three, which they're. I'm reading their boards; they're all, they're all upset um, over their season. But, but he has had an amazing season. He didn't know that his defense was going to be 106 in the country. Yeah, yeah. I he mean, you can, can't do anything about. that. I'd have lost a lot of money if you'd have walked in and said that to me in the day before Labor Day weekend, and I'd have been like, "Okay, well, let's bet." Yeah, and you'd have been like, "Okay, let's bet." And i had been like, let me see how much cash I can get today. And that's how much I want to <laughs> put in. And you would be sitting here going, Bo, they're outside the top 100. I mean, if in he... defensive scoring efficiency. If he doesn't win, his defense owes him a high score. What? <laughs> like... Yeah, that's a good point on Skeens, Burrow. Burrow's the best they've ever had, but he doesn't have the longevity. Right, he's got that, like, one Cam Newton season. Yeah, I mean, you know? he, the year before, they were... They were good. it together, and then boom. Um, now, granted, he had Jamar and Jordan. In the defense.
1: Yeah, and Dave Queen. I mean, I mean, I'm not
0: taking anything away from Burrow. He's really good. Um, but I don't know if you ever had anything like that in college football, where you had elite talent, top three recruiter. You had Ogeron, who was a recruiting maniac okay so he he got that whole deal. you had Joe Brady and Joe Burrow and Chase and Jefferson, among others, and then over here you had Dave Aranda, who is a five star defensive coordinator as a play caller. My goodness, the talent too I was I mean, at that I was at that national championship game in New Orleans. It's kind of like my mark right before. COVID. Oh, yeah, because that because was I took January. a road trip down to New Orleans. Me and Jeff Jones with Wickers and Jones EQ. He got me in a suite. I mean, I had no business being in a suite. And we had a great time for a couple of nights. And the game was, you know, Clemson owned the first quarter. And then LSU just put the hammer down. And that's when it really jumped out to me. I was like, this seems unbelievable. It was like they just flipped. They just went, oh. We have to turn it on. They dominated (laughs) Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. That was a good Clemson team. We forget that. Oh, man. Hour number three
1: coming up of the Out of Bounds Show. 105.9 The Zone, ESPN.